Hello, hello. If you are an ambitious female professional who wants to up-level your voice and your confidence, I have a super important announcement that you are not going to want to miss. Right now, enrollment is open for my signature coaching program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. If you are looking for a simple but powerful step-by-step process to help you learn to speak like an executive and to help you feel more badass and unstoppable deep down inside, this is the program for you. To learn more, head over to jessguzzickcoaching.com slash academy. Enrollment is open through Wednesday, March 20th. That's jessguzzick, J-E-S-S-G-U-Z-I-K, coaching.com slash academy. All right. Let's get on to the episode. When your communication skills get to the next level, you can make this really powerful, dazzling impression on your audience because you're bringing them something that is really pleasing and high impact for them to consume. When you speak with those emotions or some combination of those emotions in your body and in your voice, your audience has an experience of, wow, that was really impactful. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Jessica. I'm the host and creator of this show. I've been hosting this podcast since 2018. I used to have a career as a corporate strategist. I worked for big companies, helping them grow their businesses and supporting leaders and executives in evolving their teams. And after several years of doing that and building a really successful career, I eventually decided to take this podcast full time and become a full time podcaster and career coach for women. So that is what I do now. I do this podcast. I work with my clients both one on one and inside my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. And the goal of all of my work is to help you connect with that spark in you, like I say in the intro to the show, that spark inside you that knows that you're limitless, knows that you're truly unstoppable. I know sometimes it can be really hard to connect with that and to access that. And my goal is to help you do that so that you can thrive in your career and really make the impression and the impact that you are meant to make. And so much of my content focuses on communication skills and helping you find your voice and the inner mindset work that you need to do to believe in yourself and feel confident and take up lots of space in your career and pave a super powerful path all the way to the top. If that is what you desire, that is what I desired when I was in corporate. I wanted all the promotions. I wanted to grow and stretch and experience what it would be like to be in those big, powerful roles. And I know what it's like to want that, but to also struggle to believe that it's possible for you. And so I really support 
a unique subset of women that are really ambitious and interested in that growth and evolution, but who aren't quite ready in terms of their self-confidence and in terms of their voice to step into that. I really support you through that transition so that you can become a leader. And today, I'm talking about one of my favorite topics, which is communication. So excited about the content for today's episode because I'm going to be using the idea of a cake (laughs) to explain to you the fundamentals of communication and what is more fun to talk about than cake. And we're going to be going deep into cake. So we are going to really be talking about like the inner layer and like the frosting and assembling the cake. So this is going to be a fun one. And I'm looking forward to diving in. If you're new here, I want to invite you to check out the free resources page of my website, which you can find by going to jessgazitcoaching.com slash free resources, where you will find more tools like an ebook and a video course to help you find a super powerful voice. I've got an ebook on assertiveness, and I also have a three-part video course on executive communication designed to teach you some fundamental skills that will help you make a really powerful impression in a meeting room, even if you're just a beginner. You can grab that for free and grab all of my free resources for free at my website. I will link it below. It's jessgazitcoaching.com slash free resources. And now let's talk about cake. And you're probably thinking like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? Let's talk about cake. Okay. So what I want to explain to you today are the three fundamentals of speaking up and having an effective, powerful voice in a meeting room at work. And in order to help you understand this, I'm going to be using the analogy of assembling a cake. And I'm really thinking about a three-tier cake. So sort of like a wedding cake, you know, the kind that has the three layers. And the way that I think about finding your voice and um, having a powerful voice is it happens in steps and it happens in strategic steps. So just like you wouldn't frost the cake until you first built the foundation and like baked the actual cake. Just like that, when it comes to finding your voice, you don't want to challenge yourself to be so bold and so confident and speak so effectively and powerfully when you're still working through the basics of just learning to feel comfortable in a meeting room, right? That would be like trying to frost a cake that is fresh out of the oven and the frosting is melting into the cake. Or it would be like trying to frost a cake that hasn't even been baked yet. It's just not going to work. So if you find yourself wanting to have that confident voice, but feeling like sometimes you get a little bit stuck and feeling like you're setting the bar high in these meetings and then you're not meeting the bar, this episode is for you. Because one of the things that I see most often is that people aren't setting the appropriate next goal for themselves. They're trying to show up in the meeting room as this bold, powerful person who speaks really perfectly and has a command over their content and is super strong and effective in how they speak, which is a beautiful goal and you can absolutely get there, but it's not always good as a first goal. So if you struggle to feel comfortable in a room, if you have nerves, if you have worries, if you have anxieties, then you want to first quell those and learn to feel calmer and more grounded before you then move on to your next goal, which is then becoming more impactful in terms of how you structure your content and 
also in terms of speaking in a way where you sound really confident and engaging and when you're where you're very magnetic to your audience. So you wouldn't want to work on those more advanced things before you've first put some time and effort into the foundations of just feeling comfortable. And that's what this episode is all about. So what I'm going to walk you through is the three steps of baking a cake, like, you know, creating a cake from beginning to end. I think about it in three steps. And along those three steps, each one corresponds to the three steps of finding a super powerful, super effective voice in meetings. So we're going to use the cake to help teach this idea. And as you're listening, hopefully you'll be able to find yourself in this. Now, I will say, like, I'm telling you that you need to go in order and that you don't want to like frost a cake that's like super hot out of the oven because the frosting will melt. That doesn't mean that there won't be times where maybe it does make sense to go out of order and maybe you have a moment where you're feeling super confident and you really challenge yourself to be more advanced in how you approach speaking up. But in general, it's best to have your main focus be one of these steps at a time, particularly for meetings where you are struggling to feel confident and where maybe you don't totally feel a sense of ease and belonging in the room. However, another thing I'll say, and then we'll get into this, the other thing I'll say is that every meeting room is different. And these three steps that I'm walking you through, you might have some meetings where you just really need to focus on step one, because that meeting is really, really hard and scary for you. And then you might have other meetings where you feel more comfortable and you are more solid, so you can focus on step two or step three. So not every room is going to be the same. This will all make sense as we get into this. So let's start with the steps to making a cake. And when I say making a cake, I'm thinking of making a fancy cake. And for purposes of this episode, to make this really easy to understand and easy for us to learn together, I'm thinking about a three-tiered cake. So like a wedding cake, or I think that's the only time you have a three-tiered cake, right? Are there other occasions where you have a cake with three tiers? I don't know, but I think of it as a wedding cake. Um, But I'm thinking of the kind of cake where it's like the biggest cylinder of cake is on the bottom, and then there's a medium one on the middle, and then a smaller one on the top, and they're all stacked, and they're frosted, and it's beautiful. That's the kind of cake that I'm thinking about. So in order to make that cake, now I'm sure there are a bazillion steps and I'm simplifying this wildly. I'm not a baker. (laughs) However, I imagine that in order to make that cake, there are three big steps that are happening. First, you're baking the actual cake so that you have those building blocks. And then you take the cake that you've built and you cut it into the shapes that you want for the cake. And then you kind of stack and build the structure of the cake. That would be the second step. And then lastly, you frost and decorate the cake. So there's just the baking of the cake. Then there's the stacking and the assembly. And then there's the frosting and the decorating. Now, as I'm going to continue to say throughout this episode, you can't frost a cake that doesn't exist. And this is why a lot of people get stuck in their journey of finding their voice is because they're trying to jump to the frosting or jump to assembling the cake before they've spent enough time just baking the actual cake and putting some TLC, some tender love and care into just getting that cake baked and ready to assemble. And so here's what each of the steps corresponds to. The baking of the cake and the creating of just that raw cake that we're going to be using, not raw, (laughs) 
as in uncooked, raw as in like the raw materials, like the baking of the materials that are going to become the cake is simply just speaking up rather than staying quiet in a meeting room. So the reason why to me that corresponds to the cake is because I think of the words that you say as the cake, right? And we can't really assemble those words into beautiful sentences, just like we can't assemble that cake into three tiers. And we certainly can't frost those words and make you sound extra bold and commanding and confident if we don't even have the words to begin with, right? So there is no point in trying to build and frost a cake when you don't have the actual cake. Similarly, there is no point in getting really focused on speaking really perfectly and speaking with clarity and speaking with structure and being confident and sounding bold. There's no point in focusing on those things if you don't have actual words coming out of your mouth to apply those things to. And so the first thing that you want to focus on in your journey, and for many people, for so many of my clients, and for so many women, that is a significant part of their journey is just learning to get out of silence, learning to feel more comfortable with their voice, learning to be a part of the conversation, learning to feel like they belong in the room, learning to not let nerves and anxieties completely overtake them. I want to be really clear that this is not necessarily a quick phase or a quick fix just because it is step one. And in fact, the pattern that I see most often with the women that I support is that 70% of their evolution of their timeline is just spent on getting more comfortable, right? And feeling that sense of belonging and ease so that they can jump into the conversation. Once you get past that part, the other pieces are much easier because, and it's because the the piece around speaking up is a mindset and confidence piece. It's about being seen. It's about showing people vulnerable parts of you. It's about facing your fear of judgment. It's about being in the discomfort of taking a risk. Those things are all way harder than learning how to speak with structure and learning these more tactical communication skills. Like communication skills and learning how to assemble the cake, which I'll get into in a minute, they're not so deep emotionally. They're just skills that you learn and you master, but it's the actual using of your voice and allowing yourself to be seen where the really hard work is, right? And that's actually the part that's like simpler because it's just about becoming more intimate with your feelings and more intimate with your thoughts and your limiting beliefs and your inner critic and learning how to navigate moments that feel really heavy and really big and really scary. Um, but it's it's simple, but it's the hardest thing to do because it requires the most courage, the most bravery and facing the most amount of discomfort. So the first foundation is just speaking. I want you to think of your words and the words that come out of your mouth as cake that then has the potential to be shaped and frosted and built into something beautiful. But we can't really do that until you get smoother and better at just speaking the words, right? So we want you to get really, really good at creating cake. And then as you get good at creating cake and as that feels like less and less of a problem, then you can move into the second phase, which is cutting and assembling the cake into a structure. 
So with a three-tier wedding cake or really any kind of cake that you make, whether it's three tiers or, you know, people kind of like sculpt the cake into like characters and shapes and all these cool things. So whatever it is, right, you're going to take that cake that you baked and you're going to shape it into the shapes that you need. And then you're going to connect those shapes together so that you can create some sort of structure. That would be the second step. And when it comes to communication, that second step, right? So the first step is just speaking up, getting out of silence. And I, I, by the way, I call that frequency. It's just how often do you jump into the conversation? The second step is what I call content, also known as what you say. So once you have frequency and once you're speaking up and once you know how to make cake, then you can focus on shaping the cake into something beautiful. And this is where you begin to focus on and cultivate skills like executive communication, which means you're speaking in a way that is super clear and super thoughtfully structured so that it's really easy for your audience to take in. You also will learn communication skills like assertiveness, how to be in a conversation where you're defending your point of view or disagreeing, but in a way that's very effective and in a way that really compels your audience. Alongside assertiveness, then there is influencing, right, which is learning how to speak and communicate in a way that wins over your stakeholders, whether you're trying to influence in a meeting room so that um, people support your work, whether you're trying to influence an interviewer to hire you for a role, there's the foundational skill set of influencing, And all of these things speak to how you structure what you're saying. So rather than you just kind of speaking straight from what is coming from your mind and just saying that, you're going through a process internally of asking yourself, how can I make this more clear? And you're also asking yourself, what is my objective with my audience? When I speak in this room, what is it that I'm trying to do? And how can I best organize my thoughts and structure what I'm saying in order to accomplish that objective. So that is the what you say, that is the content, and that is really similar to asking yourself, okay, I have all of these pans of cake that I just baked, how do I cut them and shape them and organize them into this sturdy, beautiful foundation, right? And if you were building a three-tier cake with like the big tier, the middle tier, and then the small tier at the top, you obviously want to assemble that in that order, right? So if you tried to build it upside down and you were like, I'm going to put the small tier on the bottom and the middle tier, well, in the middle, I guess, and then the big tier is going to go on the top so that it's like a top-heavy upside-down wedding cake, the cake is going to topple over, right? It's not going to have gravity working in its favor. So similarly, when you're working on content and you're improving the what you say, the content of what you say, what you're doing is you're making it audience friendly. You're making it sturdy. You're making it something that's going to last. You're making it something that's going to have a really powerful impact with your audience. So you're thinking about, okay, if I'm assembling this three-tier cake, I probably want to put the biggest tier on the bottom. And some of the big foundations here are what I teach inside Speak Like a CEO, which I will link below in the show notes. That is my free video course on executive communication. But most of executive communication comes down to simplicity, speaking in a way that's really easy to understand, structure, 
So structuring what you say in a really thoughtful way, just like the wedding cake is structured in a thoughtful way with the biggest piece of cake at the bottom, right? And the smallest layer on top. And flow. Flow is how you connect things together when you speak and how you transition from one topic to another topic or how you transition from maybe sharing information with people to getting them to make a decision if you are, let's say, running a meeting. And so those are the pieces that you combine together to make this really beautiful, well-structured a cake that has a really strong impact on your audience, right? Because I want you to imagine bringing out just like a square cake or just a round regular cake versus like a wedding cake or a sculpted cake. Now, it's not that the square cake or the round cake is bad or doesn't taste good. It's just that the wedding cake or the cake that looks like what's a fun character that you would make into a cake. Okay, I have a troll. I have the Princess Poppy character from Trolls on my desk. So I'll use her as an example. But it would be the difference between just a plain round cake or a troll-shaped cake, right? Or whatever character you love or whatever kind of cake would get you really excited. Your audience is going to be dazzled and wowed by the troll cake because it is so impressive. Now, this doesn't mean that the round cake isn't good and it doesn't mean that it doesn't taste good and have really good ingredients. It just means that when your communication skills get to the next level, you can make this really powerful, dazzling impression on your audience because you're bringing them something that is really pleasing and high impact for them to consume. Now, what's so important is that you don't try to jump to building these really crazy sculpted cakes before you've gotten really good at just making cake, before you've gotten really good at step one. The reason for this is that the majority of people who struggle with step one, who struggle with frequency, who struggle with just getting the words out, who struggle with speaking up, the majority of people who struggle with that are dealing with a nervousness problem, a worry problem, an anxiety problem. That's usually one of the drivers that is making it hard for you to speak up. And so in order for you to feel comfortable in rooms and to be speaking up more and contributing more freely, one of the things you want to be working on is reducing anxiety and feeling less unstable and less rocky, but more safe. Replacing feelings of instability with feelings of stability. And when you put pressure on yourself that you need to say the most amazing thing and you need to speak in a super structured way and it has to be perfect every time before you've gotten the baseline of just being comfortable speaking up, what can happen is you're increasing your worry and anxiety. So by jumping to step two, instead of just baking cake and then figuring out how to assemble it later, you're like trying to bake it in the shape of the troll <laughs> and all in one step. And you're like, oh, my God, this is really overwhelming. I don't know how to do this. That's what's happening when you're putting pressure on yourself to sound perfect and say something perfectly rather than just making your goal be to speak up and over time become comfortable in the conversation. You increase the anxiety you're experiencing because you're putting more pressure on yourself and that's going to sabotage your initial goals of just speaking up. And it's going to make you think that something is wrong with you and that you're doing something wrong. And that's the worst thing you can think because that is not what's happening. What's happening is just that you're going a little bit out of order and maybe setting the bar a little bit too high for where you are. 
One of the absolute secrets to growth, and this is what I use in my own life as I'm trying to change and evolve and reach for these new goals, and this is something that comes into play with my clients, one of the most important things with growth is to know what your next step is and to just focus on that next step and fall in love with that next step and keep laser focused on that one next step. And even when your brain says that next step is too small or like you should be better by now, you should be more advanced. Why are you just like dealing with this foundational thing? Whenever your brain says that to just not get caught up in that and not let that change your commitment to focusing on the one thing that's in front of you. Because if you focus on the one thing that's in front of you and the thing that's just that next small step, which for you might be saying one thing in a meeting, regardless of how perfectly that sounds, when you focus on that smaller step, you are much more likely to make progress. And when you're more likely to make progress, you're more likely to continue challenging yourself, to continue sticking with your process and to stay in it long enough to have that beautiful cake come out of the oven at the end. So I know that it can be so tempting to just like want to go really fast and want to make your problem go away and want to stop feeling awkward in meetings. But I'm telling you, if you want to grow quickly, then get really comfortable growing slowly. This is the biggest lesson that I have probably learned in the last couple of years as someone who is highly motivated and likes to go fast. I I just relearn this over and over, which is that going quickly and trying to skip steps and setting the bar super, super high tends to slow you down in the long run. And so when you're entering into a meeting, if you're putting all kinds of pressure on yourself for how you need to sound and what you need to say, just ask yourself, am I focused on step one, which is just learning how to bake cake, just learning how to speak, just learning how to get words out of my mouth, teaching my brain that it is safe to speak in this meeting? Am I working on that step? Or am I past that step? Am I feeling pretty comfortable? Am I feeling pretty solid? And am I ready to move on to step two, which is refining what I say and elevating the quality of my communication by getting better at speaking with structure and clarity and at being assertive and at influencing my audience? You want to ask yourself where you are and keep your focus on that phase. So now moving on to the third and probably the most fun phase, both I think of baking a cake and of refining your communication skills, but we're moving on to the third step of this, which is frosting the cake. And this is so perfect that this is frosting the cake because in terms of communication skills, this is truly like the frosting, like the fun part of becoming a really powerful voice in the room. So frosting the cake is what in in cake baking is where you're putting your unique spin, your unique design, your unique aesthetic on the cake. When I think of like baking, and again, this is coming from a layperson's point of view, not like I'm not a fancy baker, but from what I know, I think about the frosting as a huge part of the artistry and self-expression of the cake where you get to have different colors and shiny things and sparkly things and you can add like ribbons onto the cake and all kinds of things to create this beautiful work of art and to create something that I ultimately view 
as this form of self-expression and really showing your design aesthetic and how you create things. And similarly, when it comes to the three foundational steps of finding your voice and becoming a foundational speaker in the room, the final step is adding that signature special something into what you say that really represents your self-expression and your artistry and what makes you special. This is one of my favorite topics. It's one of my favorite things to work on because this is where you really get to set yourself free. And I have a lot to say on this. I probably have to do an entire episode just on this. I'm realizing as I'm talking to you about it, but I'll continue to go into it here and then I'll probably have to revisit it in the future because I could just feel inside me like, oh, I have a lot to say on this. Um, but the frosting is that special something that you bring to the words that you say. So here's how I think about it. Step one is frequency, how often you speak up. Step two is what you say. So it's how you structure your content. And step three, the frosting is how you say it, right? Because you could say the same exact words in many different ways, just like an actor can read a script and then a different actor can read the same script and it can sound completely different. The words were exactly the same, but what changed is the delivery, the way that they said the words. Another analogy that I use often for this is the idea of a train on a train track. You could take a train, like let's say you take a train from Philadelphia to New York City or vice versa. You could take a train that has a really smooth track or you could take a train that has a really rickety track. Now, both trains are going to get you to New York City, right? However, the experience on each train is going to be really, really different, right? Just like if someone is speaking in a room and they're really confident and they're really in their body and they're really strong, they could say the same exact words as another person speaking in a room who doesn't have that same confidence, who isn't as connected to their voice and their body. And the experience of hearing those two people speak is going to feel very different for the audience, even if they say the same exact words, right? So just like that same exact train route from Philadelphia to New York City, or that same exact script that two actors are reading is literally identical, it's the emotion it's the how, the how you say it that drives the experience of the audience. And this is why this is such a perfect analogy in terms of the frosting, because the frosting is this beautiful creative self-expression, and so is the how. Now, for the how you say it, this is what I think many of you are after when you have this idea in your head of becoming a powerful voice in the room. Becoming a powerful voice in the room comes from how you speak. And when you speak with certain emotions like certainty, like confidence, like courage, like bravery, like boldness, like audacity, like joy, like playfulness, like presence, like engagement. When you speak with those emotions or some combination of those emotions in your body and in your voice, your audience has an experience of, wow, that was really impactful. 
just like when you bring out that beautifully frosted cake, they see the colors, they see the glitter, they see the sparkles, they have this experience of, wow, holy shit, that cake is one that I'm really interested in. It's the same with the how, the how you say it, the emotion under your voice. And this is something that is not a skill that you learn one time and that all of a sudden you master, but having that stronger emotion under your voice comes from a process of allowing yourself to connect to your body, to build courage, to become fully accepting of who you are. And as those pieces within you grow stronger, you have a stronger emotional core to speak from, which translates then into how strong your voice sounds. So when you feel really worthy and you have a good relationship with yourself and you trust yourself and you allow yourself to be messy and imperfect, but you love yourself, all of those qualities make you feel more solid and stable in a room. And when you feel more solid and stable in a room, then it's easier for you to access and draw on emotions like certainty, emotions like feeling badass and powerful, right? And so this is the piece that I think is one of the most liberating pieces. It's one of the most empowering pieces. It is so much fun to be able to get to find and connect with a voice that feels really impactful, but also feels really authentic to you. And it's not something that I want you to worry about a whole lot until you've gone through the first phases of baking the cake. I really want you to get good at just baking cake And then I want you to get good at structuring the cake and building the foundation of the cake. And then you could bring your attention towards frosting the cake because the how and having that emotion and having that commanding sound in your voice is going to come from you feeling more and more solid and comfortable. And that's going to come as a result of you mastering step one and step two. So it can be tempting to skip all the way to step three and be like, I want to sound bold and powerful. But again, like I said before, you might be setting yourself up for failure if you do that. The only time I suggest you skip to step three and focus on sounding certain and bold and confident and strong is if you have a specific meeting that feels very easy and very comfortable for you. So maybe it's a meeting with your team or maybe it's a smaller meeting where you don't have nerves. If you have a meeting like that that just feels stupid easy, that is a great place to practice and dip your toe into step three which are the emotions. But if a meeting is challenging for you, you first want to teach your mind and your body and your nervous system to relax and feel safe in that room just through you setting the bar low and making the goal just to speak up, right? And then once that gets easy, you can raise the bar and focus on content, what you say. You can focus on that structure piece and how to assemble the cake. And then once that all starts to feel really foundational, really basic, and really easy, then you can focus on how is my voice sounding? What emotions am I feeling? What is my body conveying? Then you can focus on those things. The way that I want you to think about all of this is your brain only has a certain amount of room in it. So just to make this like really easy to understand, let's just say that your brain is a hotel 
And let's say the hotel has like 10 floors with uh, 10 rooms on each floor. So there's 100 rooms in the hotel. When you are first learning to just feel comfortable and just speak up and just like get past the anxiety, it's as if you need to fill the hotel. Like that takes up so much space in your brain. It's as if that hotel, like all 100 rooms are just sold out (laughs) with little people who are just focused on helping you just like get past the anxiety, right? And helping you just learn to become a voice in the room. That's what that is like. As that gets better, you don't need all the people in the hotel staying in the hotel to help you with that. So maybe the 10th floor, they vacate the hotel and you have 10 hotel rooms open. You have more room in your brain to be like, oh, okay, maybe the people at the top of the hotel, like on the 10th floor, those 10 new people who are coming in, this is such a weird analogy. I'm sorry. I hope it makes sense. It's getting weirder and weirder. But maybe those people can now help me with the what I say. They can help me with structure. They can help me with clarity. They can help me with my executive communication skills because the hotel isn't at capacity just with people trying to help me just speak up and get out of my comfort zone. Then as that gets easier, then you have more rooms in the hotel free up, and then you have enough rooms where you can bring people in to help you focus on the emotion and the how you say it and the frosting on the cake. What I'm saying here is that we can't focus on so many things at once in our growth process, and we also can't focus on things that are multiple steps ahead of our current competence and our current ability to hold a certain idea in our minds. So it's just like, you know, you trying to focus on something that's one or two steps ahead of where you're at is as if you're the owner of a hotel and the hotel room is like fully booked and someone comes up to the concierge and says like, hey, can I have a hotel room? And you like you don't want to turn that person away. So you're like, "Uh, I guess you could sleep in the lobby, right? Like that's not a good idea. Just like it's not a good idea to try to add more onto your plate and focus on these more advanced things when you're just at that point of like just learn to get comfortable, learn to exit your comfort zone, learn to navigate that inner critic, learn to navigate like the vulnerability hangover and all of the emotions that come with just the simple act of step one, baking the cake and speaking up in a meeting. So what I would encourage you to do with this episode is just figure out out of these steps, the frequency, and then step two, the what you say, and then step three, the how you say it, the frosting, the emotion, the way that you engage dynamically with your audience. Just figure out what step you're predominantly at and just focus on that until you begin seeing traction until you begin observing change. You do not need to bake, assemble, and frost the cake all in one step. And in fact, we know that if you try to do that, the cake wouldn't turn out really good. Why do wedding cakes look so beautiful? And why do those character cakes look so gorgeous? Is because the baker has to be so meticulous and slow in constructing it. They are willing to wait and cut and move through the process slowly. And I don't know about you, but I have had so many times where I've baked like a box cake and been so eager to eat it that I've just frosted it while it was hot because I couldn't contain myself. (laughs) I couldn't slow myself down. And then like you always regret it, right? 
But the person that has the patience and is like, I'm just going to wait until this thing is cool, they avoid burning their fingers, their cake looks so much better, they avoid so much suffering because they were willing to take it one step at a time. They were willing to bake the cake, let it cool, cut it, assemble it, frost it, and that enabled them to create something really beautiful at the end of the day. So those are the three layers of the cake, and I'm going to be referring back to this framework in future episodes. And I'm going to be doing at some point a deep dive episode into the frosting, into level three, which is the how you say it, which is the emotion underneath what you say, because even though that is a more advanced step in the process. It's also one where I see people have a lot of misconceptions around what it means to have a really powerful, impactful voice in a meeting room. So I'm excited to continue with this. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you want to work on all three layers of this cake, definitely get yourself on the wait list for the Art of Speaking Up Academy. This is my signature group program where I teach you the foundational skills for feeling confident and being a super powerful, effective voice in the room. And the curriculum that I have created for this program actually walks through each layer of the cake one after the other. So we start with focusing on confidence and the inner work to help support you in going outside of your comfort zone and learning to speak up and become more comfortable in meeting rooms. And then we go on to the assembly of the cake and you learn foundational skills for executive communication and assertiveness and how to influence your audience super effectively when you speak. And then finally, towards the end of the program, we get to the fun part, the frosting, which is finding your unique style, finding that authentic voice, learning to speak with power and confidence and command in your voice so that you feel like a badass in the room and so that you make the most powerful possible impression. If those are important to you, and if you're ready to go deeper into this work, you can add yourself to the waitlist for the Art of Speaking Up Academy by heading over to jessgusetcoaching.com slash academy. And once you're on the waitlist, you will be the first to know when I open the next cohort, which is probably going to be this spring. And as someone on the waitlist, you're going to get access to early enrollment, which is your chance to sign up before my launch is public. It's your chance to get a discount off of the tuition. So if you're thinking you want to join, I definitely suggest adding yourself to the waitlist. I will drop the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I don't know about you, but I... <laughs> really want cake. And I'm thinking about cake and I'm thinking about frosting. I love chocolate frosting so much. So that's probably going to be on my mind for a good portion of the day, possibly for you too. Um, But the thing that I want to leave you with is just take it slow, take it one step at a time. It doesn't matter what step you're at in the process of baking the cake. And I will tell you personally, in my experience, my deepest confidence has come from being willing to meet myself at whatever baby step I'm at. And being willing to say like, okay, this is where I'm at. That's really cool. There's nothing wrong with that. That's totally fine and normal and okay. And I'm going to support myself in navigating this next step. And for me, that slowness and that willingness to just kind of treat myself gently through the process is really ultimately what has helped me with my voice and my confidence. And so I would really encourage you to do the same thing, to take it slow, to meet yourself where you're at, to not put a lot of pressure on yourself for it to look or feel or be a certain way or a certain pace. 
a wedding cake takes hours, right? Like next time you are at a bakery or whatever, ask the person, say, how long did it take to make that cake? How many hours did it take, right? And when they answer and tell you how long it took, like let it sink in, like really let it sink in and really like let yourself take in like, oh, like this is a process. We're not rushing this, right? We're not slapping this together. This is a thoughtful, artistic, gentle process that we're going to let unfold at the perfect pace. So I will leave you with that. Have a beautiful week and a beautiful day. And I will catch you in next week's episode.